regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features are shown. Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the podcast that's exactly the same every week. I don't know about you, but I've had a lovely time so far. I've been all over the place, hither and thither, hither and yon, and up and down, and every which way but loose. <clears throat> and the one thing I haven't done today is spent some time with my best buddies who I do a podcast with. Who are they today, I hear you ask? It's a lottery. They're... Nobody knows who it's going to be next, but I can tell you right now... <laughs> that it's Steve Hogarty. Say hello, Steve. Hello, my name's Steve Hogarty. Thank you for correcting my pronunciation. It's always around. <laughs> it's yeah. I've known you for fucking twenty years now. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah, Betty. And um, I'll, I'll just put it in my bank never to say your surname again because <laughs> yeah, there's no way I'm ever going to get just it stop right. Stop trying already. Well ahead of you on that one. <laughs> um, what what's, what have you got for us today, Steve? I've just found out that a key ingredient. A sweetener, and it's not a sweet story, it's a spa tame in Diet Coke. It's a potential carcinogen, according to the World Health Organization. Not great news for me, who chugs it from dawn till dusk. You're sweet enough as it is. Can you introduce me, please? For fuck's sake, I've been really gonna, I quiet. Just, I was just going to say, Joe, have you got anything nice to say to me? But clearly not. No, I'm pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> so what have you got for us today, Joe Scrubbles? My beautiful boy, my man, my child, my wife. <laughs> I've found a loophole in the podcast advertising game that I think we're about to exploit till it's 20 foot wide. And I can't wait to make you listen to it. Me? As for me, little old me, I've just been playing Final Fantasy 16 because it's not like I've got a fucking pub to run, is it? <laughs> I like a regular feature, sir. You like a regular feature, too. Regular, regular feature, too. Malfunction. Malfunction. Gentlemen. Yes. We oh, hello. still yeah. have not secured advertising on this podcast. We need to join a podcast network so I can get more in-house adverts on this yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, I, I want. I know we've talked about it before, but I listen to a fair few iHeartRadio podcasts. Oh my god! And I want those interminable bullshit adverts where it's like, "My father was a big dickhead, and I've got a problem with that." Here's some my podcasts about it with all my famous friends. <laughs> <laughs> Secrets to success from dads with dickheads. We think you'll find a little something to love in every dad. Made me cry every morning. Stop saying we... you like my dad. He's a fucking dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts to like a slightly different sound quality of someone being like, yeah, you're right, actually, my dad was a dickhead, but yours is nice. And the other one's like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, dad swap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why haven't we got that? We keep, you know, people have said in our Discord, it's so great you're Patreon funded because we don't have to listen to adverts. Little do they know, we'd love adverts if anyone yeah. would give them. <laughs> We're desperate for them. We want to double up. I want to <laughs> fucking be enthusiastic about athletic greens. Right. I could do a really good so read. Good. It's so chuggable. I just want the goodness in me. Uh, yeah, I think we could all make it seem really realistic that we drank that green drink that famous people drink. I think we'd be good at it. But I have thought maybe we're thinking too small because there are adverts, commercial breaks, full of those little piddling, tiny adverts that you get. But we're ignoring a whole market segment of old-fashioned TV money-making, which is in the dead of night when you turn on a TV, sometimes you're like, this show looks interesting. And then you realize that they're trying to sell you a blender for 15 minutes. Mm. Infomercials, the secret version of adverts, the longer version of adverts so that go good. on forever at night. I love these. And it's like two people, it looks like a chat show, mm. but they're getting really into uh, how well Purcell brings out the whites in your yeah. t-shirts and they mm. have black and white bits where 
the t-shirt does not get clean because they're using <laughs> the old product. Yeah, it's worked really well on the blood, sweat, and egg, but the gravy just won't come out. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's like a really harried-looking mother at a stream just dunking all her washing in it, being like, "Why isn't this working?" Slapping it against a rock. Fuck <laughs> this crying. gravy! Fuck it into a rock. <laughs> keeps accidentally hitting fish, and she's like, "It smells more of fish now." <laughs> It's clean, but it fucking stinks. <laughs> and immediately spilling more gravy onto her as she walks away. Oh, why did I bring the gravy to the river? Oh, I should have left the gravy at home. I put all the gravy in my top pocket. I don't know why. Yeah, anyway, I got in touch with someone and they said they'd give us an infomercial. So. 15 minutes. The full really? quarter. <laughs> Exceptional. So sit back. I haven't listened to this. I received it seconds before record. I haven't um, been paid for this yet. No. <laughs> they want ad impressions. <laughs> it's a really bad deal for how long it is. But here's what it is in full, unexpected. Mother is dead. Mother? Mother. And what of her fortune? The jewels? Her will has been revealed. We could not wait for you while you were in transit from the pump room. And what of the jewels? She has bequeathed them to... Yes. To... Yes. Count Julian. Mother left her jewels to Count Julian? I'm afraid so. Well, that is just bullshit. Horatio, that language is inexcusable. Please leave the grounds. Fuck you. <laughs> I shall tell Count Julian of this. You're ruined, Horatio. Ruined. Fuck off. <laughs> Sound familiar? Ever been in a trade dispute? A union wrangle? Or some kind of a bar brawl? But you couldn't keep your cool. You couldn't stop yourself from saying fuck. Or you're a dickhead or you're some kind of a clay piece of shit <laughs> and you don't even think about saying sorry for it or maybe pardoning your French and guess what happens kids you lose the argument because you lose your cool there is a solution I'm Fark Heartthrob, and I pardon your French. <laughs> Did you call your mother a big toilet-munching fuck? Did you call your father a toilet-munching fuck? <laughs> Fark Heartthrob will be there, and he'll pardon your French. For the low price of 199.99 euro, I'll come to your place of work, your home, the street, the gas station, a sewer, and I will pardon your French as soon as you say a bad word like shitbag. <laughs> I'll run in the room, I'll get on top of a box and I'll say, whoa, don't worry about that. It's just the heat of the moment. He didn't mean nothing by it. <laughs> just listen to some of the happy customers I've got in my pocket and portfolio on the website. I'm not an angry guy. Just sometimes I find that I get a little worked up. And that's why I find myself in a pharmacy kicking him a stranger in the ribs after he took a, a sort of a big drink that I would like and it was the last drink. <laughs> he was taking it in good spirits, high spirits between the two of us. But unfortunately, one of my kicks landed with a expletive where I said, you, you're a piss. I'm gonna piss in your mouth for a drink now <laughs> presently <laughs> thankfully I had retained the services of one fuck heartthrob who immediately fell through one of those thin roof panels in uh, shops and uh, he immediately said pardon his French <laughs> he didn't mean nothing by it 
He just worked up, you hear? Now give him that drink! I couldn't be happier with the results. I was on one of them glass bottom boats in the Seychelles and I said, Fucking Noah, look at that uh, turtle, it's massive! And everyone else looked at me, but thankfully, um, Fark Heartthrob had located a porthole and he uh, shouted through it very loudly. He shouted, Come on, that turtle is big though. <laughs> Don't worry about it. She's a nice lady. And uh, I'm married to the captain. <laughs> Thanks, Fark Heartthrob. Bonjour. I am Le Bureau Bleu, the Blue Executioner, France's premier super-hero. I live my life by justice and truth in the darkness, and as such, when I uh, found myself calling a criminal a steaming pile of egret shit, I was worried for my reputation. Thankfully, Fark Hathrob came in to pardon my French. The the idiom kind of French. <laughs> Bad language. He does not pardon my general French because it's that's normal for a Frenchman. That would be crazy. Also, the transaction in Euro, very convenient for me. <laughs> of course, there's a story behind all of this. I started pardoning French after I accidentally killed my daughter with French. <laughs> she was just playing in the sand pit. Not like, not one of the ones that you have in a garden or a preschool. It's just behind our house instead of a, a lawn. We have a very, 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 very deep pit of sand. Or we did until that day. My daughter was kicking an American football. She was so strong, incredibly strong girl. And I walked out with a lemonade and she kicked it directly from the center of the sand pit, dozens of meters below sea level. I remember the ball flying up at me, getting closer and closer and I thought that's gonna hit my lemonade <laughs> and it didn't hit the lemonade it hit me directly in the nuts <laughs> and I shouted despite myself you absolute prick why would you kick a football at my lemonade but hit my nuts <laughs> the force of my expletive caused an avalanche of sand that immediately buried my daughter, who was 29 years young. And she drowned, if one can drown in sand. That night, I paved over the sand pit. I concreted it up like a nuclear hole. And with it, my daughter became a fossil, who I'll never forget. And I thought, I will never allow French to kill again. I'll help everyone for the low, low price of one ninety-nine euro a day. Just listen to more satisfied customers. I'm Ranulph Happy Feet, the gentleman pervert. I peek through windows, I hide in gym lockers, I look up your jackets, but I never swear. So when I stubbed my toe and I said, Yow, you bastard, in front of a fine young thing, I was so happy that Fark Heartthrob could turn up popping out of a manhole cover by way of a big spring, and he said, <laughs> no, don't say that. And I went about my day. I've usually got no compunction about swearing, but my wife, she says it's a bit over the top when I eat a bit of broccoli, and after that I get it in my mouth, I'm like, fucking hell, broccoli. 
Broccoli. Broccoli. Broccoli. Which is why she, for my birthday, got me a one-off Fark Heartthrob package where he would jump out of the oven and he'd say, Don't mention the broccoli. And don't swear about it. Just enjoy it silently. And you know what? It were better. 1942. 300 men land on the beaches of middle France. They know that their mission is all but hopeless. Driven only by a singular desire to put an end to the German incursions in Europe. One man, a Corporal James James James, swims upon a rock and his gun leather bit gets caught on the rock. He begins to drown. His friends around him don't know he's drowning though. And just as he's about to drown, he lets out a bubbly word that sounds to the fish around him like the word Oh, you stupid fucking cunt. <laughs> Another young man set to die on the beaches of the middle bit of France. Forgotten? A story never to be told? Perhaps not. Suddenly, from beyond the ridge, a huge man called Fark Heartthrob barrels towards the shoreline. Gunfire erupts around him. Many think he is a German warrior, a berserker. But he isn't. He's an American man with a great business idea. <laughs> he runs to James 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 and he says, don't say the C word. It's really, it's really bad. <laughs> and James, James, James drowns with a smile on his face. And for this, Fark Heartthrob is awarded the Purple Heart. God bless you, Fark Heartthrob. That's right, for just one euro a day, I will pardon your French, just like these fine folks before. Wait a second, one that doesn't sound quite right. That's because we've got a special on today. Turn your frown upside down, because I'm turning that nine upside down into $169.99 euro a day. But you have to cover my travel, and I don't go lower than premium economy because of my big, long legs. I'm Fark Heartthrob, and God bless these United States of American, because I can do this business without the tax man getting involved. That's right. I don't pay tax and I pass the savings on to you. I'm gonna go now and pardon someone else's French with my mouth. What do you reckon? I think that's a brilliant business idea and mm. I'm proud to be partnering with Farkard. Farkard Throb. <laughs> What's his name again? Fark Heart Throb. Fark Heart Throb. Yeah. It's a wonderful service. Are we getting a commission on... Yeah, he can come in whenever we'd like uh, oh not a commission we just get freebies you know how like when people get their free casper mattresses he'll just run up to you in the street and say no i mean is it at least it's 199 euro per day rather than per swear because i'm gonna oh yeah he's at, it's quite a good deal especially yeah. in, now that it's a special today i did he didn't weirdly he didn't put in the uh the URL, which I yeah. assumed he would, which would presumably be www.farkheartthrob.us slash tell them reg feet sent you. Click on the microphone. Yeah, click on the microphone. And enter the, enter, don't say fuck.
And the second you type the word fuck in, he just a little gif of him wagging his finger comes up at you to let you know the kind of service you're about to get. Lesson yeah. one. You've just failed. We'll have that in every episode for the next... I think I signed the contract for 36 weeks. We should have it between so, every feature. Yeah. Uh, in, yeah, because we get triple the money. Yeah, if that was a feature, play it after that feature. <laughs> <laughs> Jingle. It's a little bit funny This feeling inside What once was jelly is now calcified I've still got some jelly But there's a lot more in there I've got hundreds of teeth I'm like a bone millionaire got all my wishes I'm a lucky boy with bones in my jelly I'm now gainfully employed I work as a teacher and the kids are so nice when they do good work I give them ribs as a prize Now I tell everybody how to get bones You just need one episode on your headphones Regular features, regular features The podcast for bones If you're a jelly boy listening Your bones are now grown Uh, boys, the World Health Organization has just declared aspartame to be a possible cancer risk to humans, which is bad news for humans, but great news for the nation's thirsty pets. <laughs> As the guy whose only job it is to tip burlap sacks of powdered aspartame into the giant mixing vats where Diet Coke gets made, you couldn't be more embarrassed. The thought of your beloved aspartame sloshing around inside the guts of a sexy topless window cleaner while dozens of liberated women get unprofessionally horny by an office window once filled you with pride. Now it fills you with some sort of terrible anti-pride. But you don't have much time to dwell on your feelings because you feel that something even worse could be coming down the line. <laughs> if those boffins at the World Health Organization have decided that aspartame might be carcinogenic, you worry that there are other ingredients that might not pass their strict, dare I say woke, new food safety rules. Which is why it's time for my feature, you are the guy whose job it is to put aspartame in all of the Diet Coke can you prevent the World Health Organization's inspectors finding out that you've also been putting a bunch of petrol in there? <laughs> <laughs> it's nine o'clock in the a.m. and the World Health Organization's inspectors are arriving at the Diet Coke factory, armed with clipboards and big pipettes. Or pips, I suppose you'd call them. <laughs> at the that's, far end of the facility... Just good. That's just good shit. <laughs> At the far end of the facility, there are seven enormous mixing vats, whirring away like seven giant KitchenAids or seven giant Kenwoods, if you want the exact same thing without paying a premium for the brand name. Churning up the ingredients that go into every can, bottle, and big glass cowboy boot of Diet Coke. You know those ingredients like the back of your hand, because that's where you've written them down. Carbonated water. Caramel E150D food colouring. Aspartame. Oh, God, your poor, innocent aspartame. <laughs> Caffeine, phosphoric acid, petrol, citric acid, phenylalanine. Ooh, say that again. <laughs> phenylalanine. I'll say it right. Phenylalanine. <laughs> That's better. Love that again. <laughs> well, technically, the ingredients say it contains a source of phenylalanine. Oh. That could be anything. Contains tiny phenylalanine geezers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a source of it could be anything. That could be yeah. like the front bit of a horse. <laughs> like, it could just be chucking any old shit in there. 
Do you think the horse is made up of the front bit, the sauce, and the back bit, the boss? Well, maybe when it goes... <laughs> when, when a horse goes... <laughs> maybe that's oh, just no. a release of phenylalanine. Who knows what's going on out there? From your hiding place behind a cardboard cutout of Phosphophil, the company's safety mascot who reminds you not to fall into any acid, you hear a World Health Organization inspector begin to speak. Sorry for running away yesterday after finding all that aspartame, she says to the foreman. We were so eager to test it for carcinogens that we forgot to check for other Diet Coke ingredients that might be dangerous, such as hair and crushed up beads, etc. (laughs) Do you mind if we continue our investigation today? The foreman nods and points towards the mixing vats, then offers them a big ladle. You see the investigators politely decline, then pat on their big pipettes, as if to say, we'll test a Diet Coke with these. <laughs> the foreman mimes, slapping his forehead, as if to say, oh, of course. <laughs> the investigators laugh lightly to put him at ease. The mood is jovial. You must reach the big vats before the investigators do without raising their suspicion. Reach the vats in time and you'll have one chance to convince them not to check the Diet Coke for any petrol. But raise their <laughs> suspicions too far and your frantic attempts to convince them that it's not worth testing for petrol will only put them on high alert. For petrol! <laughs> this is hard. Here are your current stats. Investigator suspi- investigator, Inspector suspicion level is at 3 out of 10. Mm. Your distance from the vat, 80 meters. Their distance from the vat, 50 meters. you got to close the gap. Reach the vats before they do, while not arousing their suspicion. Hopefully assuaging, or dare I say, quelling their suspicions. Here are um, your options. Oh, I was going <laughs> Okay, thank God, it's not freeform. <laughs> I'm just... I'm just flabbergasted that they got their big pipettes out 50 metres away. Let's hope they're not 49 metres long, these big, big pipettes. That's a really good point. They might only have to take one big step to get a pipette in there. And it would take such a big squeeze. They'd have to stand on the ends to get the sufficient pressure. Do you, A, slow the investigators down by shouting, Hello, it's me, Phosphophil. And remember, never reach into an open barrel of citric acid to retrieve your Fitbit Versa 2. Or B, casually jog towards the vats like everything is fine, waving at the inspectors as you pass. I think suspicion levels already being at three because of the aspartame fracas that happened the day before. <laughs> I feel like it's got to be B. What do you yeah, I think A... If Phosphophil's talking, that's going to worry them because he's like a safety mascot. If he he's a cardboard cat or something, right? Yeah, but he's got a tape recorder sellotape to the back of it. Oh, I of course he does. For Sorry, making I announcements. forget how yeah. high-tech Coca-Cola uh, Corporation uh-huh. is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so we're doing B, yeah? Sorry, cool. Yeah, going yeah, B. Yeah, yeah. You attempt to jog past the World Health Organization's inspectors as casually as you can manage. That was a line break. (laughs) (laughs) But you're concentrating so hard on behaving normally that you forget how normal people run. So you sort of canter by them like a big, weird horse. Oh, like when you're going across a road. And you're like, I promise I'm going quickly. I I hope our source end doesn't belch out phenylalanine at them. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) You try to style it out by saying, hello, inspectors. But the only words that come out are, refreshing petrol for me. You didn't tell us our stat for, like, blurting out <laughs> bullshit. Incriminating bullshit at that. Yeah. Uh, suspicion has been raised. Plus three suspicion. Plus three? No. Yeah, well, you just said refreshing petrol from me at World Health Inspectors. We could be talking about anything. <laughs> it's all I want. It's, it's what powers me through the day. We didn't say that. Don't say that now, Long. Don't talk then, to me before I've had my petrol. We just jogged 30 metres towards them and said this. Um, your distance, quite correctly, Joe, mm. has closed by 30 metres. Yeah. Their distance is closed by 10. They kept walking as you said weird things at them so that means we're 50 behind they're 40 they're 40 away we're 50 away suspicions at six yes 
That is correct. I, I'm, just so I know, because I fucking need to win. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, now you've got two more options. I'm removing the casually jog option card away. You've got the your remaining dialogue chops, uh, chop, choptions are slow the investigators down by saying, hello, me, it's me, Phil. Uh, Remember never to reach into a barrel of citric acid to achieve your fit diversity. Or you can now claim to have caught a new strain of coronavirus under a coffee cup in the kitchen and ask them if they'd like to see it. I worry that if we don't choose Phil, hmm. we're going to be missing out on some premium content. I absolutely <laughs> agree. <laughs> Let's pretend to be Phil. Yeah. <laughs> whose option has mysteriously stayed the same since the last time. <laughs> You perfectly imitate the melodious baritone voice of Phosphor Phil and warn the investigators not to plunge their naked arms into highly concentrated containers of caustic chemicals to retrieve a dropped fitness tracker, even if it's the newest one and you haven't synced your steps in hours. <laughs> the inspectors pause briefly to appreciate the warning and make a note that the factory's health and safety measures are beyond reproach. Suspicion reduced by two. Their distance remains the same. Your distance, minus 20 meters. We're 10 meters ahead of them now. Yes. Yeah. Phil at four. He's, he's, uh, we should get Phil to do a lot of things in this, in this feature. He seems very <laughs> trustworthy. Uh, now, you've only got one, uh, one play card left in your, in your hand. Uh, you've got the option to claim to have caught a new strain of coronavirus under a coffee cup in the kitchen and ask if they'd like to see it. Well, this mm. seems really smart, <laughs> so we should do this. I'm reluctant <laughs> to do that. <laughs> you have to do it, because this is the way I wrote the feature. <laughs> Okie dokie, then. You've convinced me. Thank you. You offer to let the inspectors see a new strain of coronavirus you've trapped under a coffee cup in the factory kitchen. Their faces light up as they each erupt with excitement. Yes, please, they yell. New strains of coronavirus are our absolute favorite. <laughs> they all run into the kitchen. You're not proud of having tricked them, and it pains you to imagine their disappointed faces when they look under the coffee cup only to find a scrap of paper with a note saying, Ha-ha, you'll have to be faster than that to catch me. Yours sincerely, <laughs> the coronavirus. Oh, <laughs> Not the petrol-hiding protagonist. <laughs> uh, you've reduced your distance by 40, which puts you at the vat now. Suspicion yes. has been raised by three again, and they are 40 meters behind because the kitchen was in the opposite direction. Does their Easy. suspicion speed them up? It does. <laughs> oh, shit. So, <laughs> luckily, you've reached the Diet Coke mixing vats just seconds before the World Health Organization inspectors have arrived. They did that thing where Sonic, his legs go in circles. <laughs> They're just, like, <laughs> flying around <laughs> under him. They're already drawing their big pipettes out of the long lady stockings they use to keep them sterile on warm car journeys. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is the bit where Log told me I had to hurry up and finish my feature. <laughs> <laughs> and then I told you to relax. I don't see why you've got a problem with my behaviour. <laughs> yeah, you you haven't got to the bit where he says, and this is where Log told me to relax, and it goes on for 80 more paragraphs. <laughs> you have one chance to convince them not to run any extra petrol tests on the room temperature calorie-free syrup they extract. But have you quelled the suspicion enough with your antics earlier in the feature? Mm. You draw a deep breath and give the following impassioned speech. <laughs> Hello, World Health Organization inspectors. I'm the man who puts, sorry, once put all of the aspartame into the Diet Coke. It broke my heart to learn that you, in your wisdom have decided that my once-beloved sweetener could cause anyone any harm. I don't regret the good work that I've done here, and I bear no ill will toward you fine ladies and gentlemen of the jury. But I have one word of advice, if you'll hear this old soul out. Don't waste your time checking for petrol in the Diet Coke, because there isn't any. 
you may as well check for shoes on a goose <laughs> or any last remnants of pride in my tortured soul. Huh. Well, I guess if nobody wants this aspartame, I'll just be on my way. The World Health Organization's inspectors are moved by your words. Yes. Take the petrol phase of the testing process off the list, says their leader. <laughs> as the petrol their testing... Their leader. <laughs> <laughs> as, as, <laughs> as the petrol testing guy hangs his head sadly and puts his special petrol pipette back into its sock. This rambling factory worker who stinks of aspartame and petrol is right. There's no point checking for something that's not there. That's not how science works, baby. <laughs> wow. Just, he's as sexy as the guy who takes his top off in the advert. <laughs> Just then, a factory worker falls into a barrel of citric acid and is instantly boiled into soup. The inspector says, I've heard of blood orange, but this is ridiculous. Everybody laughs. The end. <laughs> I hope a Fitbit Versa 2 bobbed to the top in the credits. <laughs> My mum's been telling me that aspartame will give me cancer Decades. since I was a child. Absolutely. Because I've been saying for fucking 30 years in my jovial way, well, you got to choose where you get cancer or where you get fat, eh? Ooh. I just mix them both. I want to be I want to be fat and dead. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Is that, did they only just announce that? Uh, yeah, I think it was yesterday. And uh, but so, I, I think I think it's we've all. Why did my mum have privileged World Health Organization information? What's she been up to? I don't know about her. It's very. It's only very mildly, <laughs> possibly carcinogenic. Apparently, like hairdressers are more at risk of cancers. I don't know if scissors are carcinogenic or something. Is that from the blue liquid in the I, barbicide? I it's guess literally it called barbicide. Like, it's obviously evil. It, it, it kills barbers. <laughs> Hi, I'm KC from KC and the Sunshine Band. I haven't been able to work since 1991 when a sexual misadventure led to a trumpet being embedded in my ass. That's bad for me, but good for you, because when I use my ass, trumpet, it will signal that a new, regular feature is about to begin. And that's the way you like it. Here goes. Hey guys, I don't know about you, but I've been playing Final Fantasy 16, and it is a, a treat. Ooh, I don't know if you know about the game, right? But you play this guy called Clive. And uh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I've been really enjoying doing it, playing playing a man called Clive. Can Cl you rename a, him, or does everyone him. refer to him as Clive? No, Clive. He's they stop letting you Clive. rename people since they did voice acting. Yeah. <laughs> but they could just do that thing where everyone's like, "Hey, guy, how are hey, you guy. doing, guy?" Hey, hey, dude. Yeah, that's all I've got. Really, uh, Clive's a funny name. So. Mm. Um, Thank you very much. If you could change that name, it would be less funny, and my feature wouldn't be great. But it was great, and thank you very much for listening. Good day. <laughs> Clive. Excellent. Let's do the I B names now. I jelly boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Cave. Okay. I'll do more feature. Okay. Thanks. Clive is a bearer, and uh, which means that he can make little fires with his little Clive fingers and arms. Uh, this is both cool and useful for Clive. He can light candles with his thumb. He can cook a turkey by plunging his fist through the hole of the prick and then spinning it around on his rotisserie <laughs> forearms. And if he says anything really stupid, he can burn everyone alive and deny he ever said it. Plus, you get to get a really cool face tattoo with it, whether you like it or not. And as everyone here knows, I've always wanted to tattoo, but never known what to get. So what could be more convenient than simply being branded by your oppressors. Good coolness. Of course, there are downsides to being a bearer. You will petrify into stone after a tragically short life. You're enslaved from birth. That's funny enough. But the most hilarious thing is, everyone who sees your tattoo in the game just goes, Ugh, and calls you a cunt right to your big tattooed face. It's, is that what happens in the game? Ace, you just walk around here and go, oh, not one of them, rotten egg that one. Jesus, <laughs> that's a bit on the nose, isn't it? It really is. But it's just, it gets the you, you go through the phase of going, I get it, I'm oppressed. And then you go, 
oh, this is boring now. And you go, I can't wait to hear what this person's going to say to me. And then they're going to just look at me and go, oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking prick. Like. But have a quest. Fuck off. <laughs> And in a way, this aspect of the game really speaks to me because I know what it's like to walk into a room and have everyone go, what's that smell? Has a bad egg rolled into a bum swamp? Oh, it's log, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> to that end, I would like to humbly suggest my own little quest to Square Enix or whatever, whoever makes them these days. Uh, and to be honest, this is written in so sincerely in the style of Final Fantasy 16 that it, it doesn't even count as a parody. It's, it would fit right in. So, <laughs> let, let, so let's let's just go to it, shall we? I'll play yes. part of Crive. You be the you be the rude villagers. I love you've asked you've asked me to do like regional voices for this feature, and I don't think if I've ever what I've done in the last 530 episodes that suggests that I can do regional accents. But let's no, give it a go. I can do two, and they were both in my feature. <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, way up. Oh, what's up with you? Oh, fucking Nora. Just do an accent. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see what's so hard. Just do an accent. Just just come from the Midlands, Steve. <laughs> what's the problem? Come don't on. Like Sean Bean. <laughs> Hey, what's up, lolcats? Any of you little coochie poochies got a tiny little quest for lovely boy Clive? Oh, that's perfect timing. I need someone to locate a dog, kill a wolf, <laughs> deliver a letter, locate a second dog in a way that adds some really satisfying detail about the first dog. Also, I need someone to slay a bog crab that's hiding in my wardrobe, making me feel weird about my clothes. Finally, can you take a look at this book 50 yards over that way? Can you take this book 50 yards over that one? No, I can like, you, can you take a look at this book? Take a look at this book. Can you just fuck off over there and read? <laughs> weirdly weirdly similar. Listen, I'll put a book 50 yards. Could you fuck over there and just have a fucking look at it? Please? Just let's do the index. Weirdly similar to how specific Steve's feature was about distance. <laughs> Whoa, that's that's so many quests. And all I am is just a cutesy pud with a tingle in his toes. <laughs> Just let me turn around so I can see who I'm talking to. Oh, I hope there's a loyalty system in this town. I want us to be best buds. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're one of them cunts with the tattoo. I've only got one quest now. Well, you know what I always say? If it's numbers one or be they dozen, a quest or quests make my tum starts buzzins. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, a quest is about to come out of his mouth like a big Clive kiss. Give me that fat wet quest, daddy-o! Go into that field, make a little hole in the soil with your finger, then fuck the ground until a magic mutated mole eats your dick. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make you so proud of me for doing exactly what you just asked. Oh, and when you're finished, I'll leave your XP in that hamper of dung. Oh, XP is like honey to this guy, Clive. Ooh, everyone's so kind. See you in the future, and my dick is going to be ruined by moles, just like you asked. Weren't you a bit mean to him? Don't be ridiculous. Can you be mean to a dog? Oh, I guess not. Is it mean to grab a dog by the front paws, lift those paws up and kick its back legs out? Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I suppose it's mean to slice off a dog's eyelids and throw hot sand in its face in your world. I get it. Fucking hell. Scene two. On the way to do the mission. Oh, wow. It's only 75 yards to this mission location, and my legs are already so broken from all the villagers kicking me in the shins. I hope the XP for this mission bumps me up a level so my bones heal. That'd be so cool. I know. I'll take my mind off the pain by hobbling slowly past these farmers so I can hear what they're saying. <laughs> Clive the Super Spy. Know that song, Lost in Paris, by Tom Mish? Yeah, I was reading the YouTube comments for that. People really seem to like it, but it makes me feel sick. <sighs> yeah, it's like watching a haemophiliac bleed out into a trumpet. Bleed out watch to a trumpet. <laughs> I'll bleed out to, yeah, into a trumpet. <laughs> no, fuck it. Say that again. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it's like watching a haemophiliac bleed out into a trumpet. Oh, why'd you bring that up? 
Well, I was in the studio when they were recording it. You never. I was, and I hated it so much every time he said, you're lost in Paris, I repeated it in a stupid voice. What, to take the piss? Too right, have a listen. Know that I need you now The key that I won't forget That you're lost in Paris You're lost in Paris Lost in Paris <laughs> Oh, that's you, is it? Yeah <laughs> Yeah Yeah I can't believe the cheeky prick used it I phoned him up, I said Oi, Tom Mish You got my voice on your dog shit song About not forgetting a key or something Give us some gill or I'd get a blue chocobo To shit through your letterbox too right, man needs to be told. And get this, he said because I was using his lyrics, he could actually sue me for copyright. Oh, he's got some nerve. You don't need to tell me, I'm filming. Hang on, so if you shouted something original, you'd be rich now? If he'd used it, yeah. Gutted. You should have shouted my catchphrase. My catchphrase. <laughs> you should have shouted my catchphrase. Welcome to Bogertown. <laughs> The worst thing is, the garling thing. If I had shouted, Welcome to Bogey Town, all through that muted trumpet solo that begins at 2 minutes 20 seconds in that fucking song, if I had done that and Tom Mish had released it, then it would sound like it was a song about someone who'd got so lost in Paris that they ended up in a place called Bogey Town. That'd be a completely different song. A better song. Obviously a better song. Me singing your catchphrase, we'd be rich. I could buy you that enchanted bangle and you could fist. I'm sorry, I didn't realise I was interrupting. <laughs> interrupting over fist. Right, okay. You have to stop him saying fist because I'm trying to keep <laughs> it classy and subtle, yeah, okay. like in the directions. <laughs> Shall I just say it and we cut it that way? Or do you want Steve to say it? <laughs> no, I think we leave this in now. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, there's one of those tattooed wankers listening. Let's kick his legs in. Uh-oh, I'd better scoot before they kick the last HP out of my thighs just for being who I am. Thanks for the insight into the Dalmechian copyright law and music industry, guys. Very good chat, very conversational, very well performed. Fuck off! Ooh, scene three. Clive lies down and does his quest. You know what? I've had a lovely day. Now to put my cock in a hole of my own fingering and wait for a magic mutated mole to eat it. Because it's in my to-do list. What does, what does Sid sound like? Sean Bean. Oh, <laughs> They all sound like Sean Bean. That's, what, that's the only voice I can do badly. <laughs> what if I did it like Ralph Innocent, who's another character in that thing? I think he's the actual person who did it. <laughs> so oh, okay. I think he might be the actual voice of the character. Hey, Clive. <laughs> <laughs> Is that good? Do we want to listen to that for ages? Well, there's only two more lines, so hey, good matter. Clive. You want to use your unrealized godlike powers to save the world? No, thanks, Sid. I'm on a quest for someone who hates me. Okay. There goes my cock. <laughs> <laughs> that was deliver. my line, but I much preferred oh, you yeah, saying sorry. it. Sorry, <laughs> I, I read it as Sid. <laughs> oh. It's hard to deliver that with enthusiasm in Ralph Innocent's voice. <laughs> there goes me cock. Sounds <laughs> good. Ba, 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 ba. This game it, sounds yeah. like hard work. It's all right. I, I, I just get no pleasure out of it. But I kind of want to go and see what the next icon I absorb is. <laughs> <laughs> but there are chocobos in it. There are chocobos. I have not... N- there is a blue chocobo, but the only one I've seen so far is a wild one, and I had to kill it because I saw it and attacked me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sort, believe sort of you. It's thing that you, in real life, you would take to your grave. Yeah. <laughs> I spent That's ages fun. breeding you fucks on the way to a gold one in seven, and now you're just walking wild and killing me. Did you ever buy yourself a beanie? An alien name to please the queen. You can fly in and out the beehive with a bee name beneath. 
Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. If you like the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by donating £2 an episode. In return for your generous donation, not only do you help the podcast get made, we reward you by taking a mallet to your human <laughs> in your mouth. <laughs> so, whoa sorry if you pause for a second i'll fill it in with something <laughs> <laughs> sorry it took me too long to say we will destroy your human name with a hammer and then from Take the a re- big shit right <laughs> into your Christ. between oh. your lips <laughs> sorry no we won't carry on <laughs> we'll give you a b name is what we'll do boys could you please give b names to the following new patrons a b name please for ben mitchell Slime is a kind of honey. Slime is a kind of honey, but said the way you said it. Slime, slime is, a kind. is a kind of honey. As if someone said, this isn't honey, this is slime. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And you, yeah, and you were really mortified by that. <laughs> the way you said it wasn't too sure either, so it's like you've simply mm. read it, but you've never been told it by someone trustworthy. <laughs> yeah. You look up from a book. Slime is a kind of honey. <laughs> a bee name, please, for Andy Rock Ross. Between a rock and a hive, does the drone survive? Is that a question at the end, or is it... Um... Uh, yeah, all my bee names this week will be questions. <laughs> That's the deal. <laughs> a bee name, please, for Lexington87. Not a human name, but a username. You don't know that. Laser Legs Hannity. Whoa. Whoa. Sparkling laser legs. Can you imagine that if each one of your six legs shot out a different colour of the gay pride rainbow. That'd be incredible. Tiny little lasers that chopped up everyone underneath you. A B name, please, for Rob Rurari. Rob Rurari. Rob Rurari. You'll rue the day you robbed my hive. <laughs> a B name, please, for Harry Miles. It's miles to the nearest flower. Let's not bother. <laughs> <laughs> said one bee to his mother. <laughs> Didn't in the in the most recent episode the AI told us a name for a, a uncooperative bee? <laughs> oh God, that sounds like something an uncooperative bee would say. Yeah, yeah, trying to undermine the whole ecosystem of the hive. This is why AI is going to be so good for us. It's a launching point for ideas. It's yeah. not taking them. We're yeah, already just, just coming like up with new uncooperative bee names. The next person's name is going <laughs> to be pounds an episode, and you get an uncooperative <laughs> bee name. And lastly, a bee name, please, for James Reichelt. Prick dastardly, and his big yellow car made of wax. Nice. Well done for not saying honey. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while. You heard the two seconds. Well, if you like your own B name, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out. You also get access to the Beehive. That is the patron exclusive Discord channel where we hang out. We share behind the scenes pictures as one of me f- uh, fingertips pressed to my temples as though I'm casting a psychic spell through our podcasting platform of choice, which is Zencaster. And they and haven't you can, provided any payment for me to say that. And if you can <laughs> guess the exact second during the podcast when Steve did that, we'll give you £500,000. <laughs> <laughs> and the rights to every episode of Regular yep. Features to do with as you please. You can hawk them. You can talk them. We're Do already, what you like with it. Think, I think we're already creative commons attribution. attribution. <laughs> so yeah, they've already got that right. <laughs> it is straight up a matter of time before Kevin McLeod claims every episode we've ever done. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another episode of the podcast. Good night. Day to you. Welcome. Now to the oh, next episode shit. of Regular Features. Oh, shit. <laughs> Regular Features. Regular features. Regular features.